Good evening, Palace fans near and far. My name is Jill Holyoke, and this is the Red and Blue Review. I'm standing in for Nick Philpot, who's currently sunning himself somewhere in Spain. Uh, welcome to a sunny, balmy back garden in South London. Tonight, I'm uh, joined by a panel from new and, and one from old. Um, Lucy, Tim... Ian in a, in a second, Paul Bristow, good evening, mate. Uh, hope you're well, Andy Hopper. Uh, Lucy's going to take care of the chat tonight, everyone. Um, Tim's going to be uh, a stats operator, and Ian is going to give out uh, the synopsis of uh, the first and second half. So, um Everyone knows what they've got to do uh, before uh, before we carry on. I've just got a little bit of uh, housekeeping to do. Um, it would be remiss of us to, to, at the Red and Blue Review to miss out the, the, the passing of two ex-Palace players. Um, one you may have heard of, the older uh, generation, certainly, and one that a lot of people will have heard of. Uh, John Hughes was a Scottish international who played uh, 23 times in the 1971-72 season. Uh, played, uh, uh, scores four goals, the left-sided striker. And Andreas Rubens uh, was a Latvian international in 2000. He played 37 times for Palace, scoring just twice. Won a memorable screamer, I'm sure some of you will definitely remember, in the League Cup. Uh, our thoughts and condolences go to the family and friends of them both. On a, a slightly happier note, um, again, Red and Blue Review would like to wish John Knox a happy uh, 40th birthday. Um, happy birthday, John. Well done. Um, if anyone else would like to shout out uh, for, for, for any sensible reason, um, just give us a, a contact through most of the uh, social media outlets. So, anyway, uh, first game in. Lucy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you very much, Joel. Um, very, very happy to have the football season back. Good, good. And Tim, long time no see. Well, a week, really. A week, really, yeah, but a lot happens in a week, Joe. A lot happens in a week. Absolutely, absolutely. And people drop out at the last second. Um so, yeah, Ian offered to come on. So, welcome, Ian. Uh, long time no see and speak. Yes, yes, it's really good to be back. And I'm so pleased to see you all fit and well. It's really good. And as Lucy and Tim said, you know, it's been a, a long, oh, a short week. And uh, it's good to see the season back. Absolutely. Um, okay, well, let's get into it. Uh, to a Holmes Allen backdrop of a newly claimed 1861 history. Um, just need to, 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 to just stick something in there. Um, Palace are the oldest club, the oldest club playing uh, at the professional level at the moment, uh, worldwide. Um, currently, the, they are the second oldest club in London behind Cray Wanderers, who have got a FA accredited accreditation, and they're a year earlier, 1860. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> Friday evening, 
or an original South London club, Arsenal, to Sellers Park. With the sky cameras present and their microphones planted next to the Arsenal fans, the 22-23 season opener was eagerly awaited. Uh, Tim, have you got the teams, please? I certainly have. Um, so, as Nigel has kindly um, put up, we have Guaytra in goal, uh, Klein, Mark, because I can't say his surname either, Anderson, Mitchell, Schlupp, Decore, Eze, Zaha, Edward, and he who shall not be named. And on the bench, we can see Johnson, Ward, Richards, Riederwell, Mitch Hughes, Ibuobi, Mateta, and Parge. Okay, so four of, the, of our new players, um, three, with three of them being on the bench, uh, and the core playing. Um, Ian, what do you think of, uh, of the core being introduced immediately? Um, oh, well, I think obviously with the injuries to, to Jimmy Mack, Luca obviously coming off the back of a poor season. I think obviously you're going to spend 20 million quid. You know, we're not we're not like Man City, Liverpool, whatever. We're not just going to sit him on the bench and send him out to pasture. He's got to play, isn't he? Um, so I think uh, it was the right thing to do. Um, I think the the team was possibly the strongest team we could have put out injuries apart. But whether or not we start with the same starting eleven next time round, I'm not entirely sure. Tim. Uh, did you expect the Corey to be starting? I, I think he had to, because um, obviously with Gallagher not being with us, we were short in the middle. Looking at what we had on the bench, I didn't think he could play anybody else but to Corey from the start, to be honest. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into it. Ian, only were you there, but you are doing the, the first half synopsis. Um off you go, mate. Right, okay. Well, this has been a while. So let's see if I can remember it because I'm obviously my memory's going being so old. Uh yeah, it was good. It was good. What I would say is before we even start with the match itself, thoughts on the TIFO. I thought the T you know, we don't we're not necessarily the, the um the biggest supporters of the HF here, but credit where credit's due, they put a lot of time and effort into that. They've obviously worked with the club to get that up and down, full safety gear and everything else. That's exactly what I would expect the HF to be doing. So fair play, lads. Well, well done. Um, on to the match, though. Obviously, uh, I think before the match started, and obviously pre-season, we've had a bit of a disjointed one, haven't we, with half the squad not being able to travel, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess it was only um, anticipated that we'd start slowly. Not necessarily quite as slowly as we did, and obviously Arsenal, having spent 120 million, uh, were going to start fast. And they certainly came out the trapdoors quicker. Uh, in fact, I think um, before before they even scored, you know, Wilf gave a chance away, and he very languid on the ball, tried to cheeky back kill Jesus, who was on fire, dipped in between four or five players, and you thought he was going to put it in the back of the net. I think it went out to Martinelli, who always scores against us and pushed it wide. The, the signs were there early doors, um, I think, with regards to uh, how things were going to pan out. 
Um, and then obviously we started to settle in there. Uh, are we going to, do you want me to talk about the goal, Joe, or not? Or do you just want me to talk about the, uh, just the pattern of the first half? Well, you can, you can do, yeah. I mean, if you just just go through the first half as you see and remember it, and then we can we can okay. obviously, you know, we can talk about the goal after you finish the first half. All right, then. So, uh, obviously, I, I think that Mitchell started slowly. Uh, I, I've been a little worried about Mitchell. I don't think he was closing his man down quick enough. They were certainly targeting him. They are playing with a five uh, and sometimes seven across the midfield meant that we were very narrow and allowing the the overlap on on the wings on the left and the right hand side um as as a result we were under the cosh certainly for the first 15 20 minutes what and then obviously they managed to uh, get a corner and it was clearly a well-worked corner they clearly knew what they were doing they were going to pile everyone into the box and uh zinchenko who I think Eduardo should have actually been uh, picking up. But I guess you can let him off. You can understand there's enough people in the box. He's just floated around the back. And he's put back a lovely header. And then there was a bit of a scramble and they got a goal. Um, I think they were, they were worthy of that goal at the time. Uh, and I'm pleased that obviously us as the crowd got back behind the boys uh, and everything else. And uh, we started to see a bit more pressure. Um, and things were pretty even. Uh, after that, in fact, we had a really, really good chance that a ball came in uh, on a cross and Edward, probably six yards out, uh, point blank, straight at Ram, uh, Ramsdale. Now, Ramsdale, as we, we were talking just before the, uh, we went on live, he shipped a lot of goals against us. And I think he's obviously grown as a keeper. And it was a great reflex save, to be fair, because uh, at half, you know, half a yard either side, it would have been in the back of the net. But it showed signs of promise, I think, at that point. Um, and we were pushing on the attack. I still, we still didn't see enough of Wilf, still didn't see enough of IU. Um, and when they were on the ball, they just kept running down blind alleys. And Wilf was certainly having a battle with Ben White. Um, the ref was allowing quite a few niggles and uh, quite a few they were feigning injury a lot I know that later on in the second half as, as they went down like a sack of spuds but I would preferred the ref to have actually been a bit tougher on them uh, at that particular time but uh, we just weren't getting anything out of them uh, and I'm not sure whether or not it's the formation that led to that whether it's as I say the disjointed pre-season but we certainly weren't flowing um, and then uh, at I don't think there was much. There, there was a lot of posturing. There was a lot of possession, but there really wasn't any cutting edge from either. Because that goal that they scored was pretty much the. Uh, I think uh, there was a shot from Zinchenko which deflected up. But other than that, they didn't really offer much, and it was pretty much a stalemate until half time. Okay, well, Luce, uh, sorry, Tim, I'm coming to you in a minute. Luce, if you can uh, give us uh, a, a little bit from the chat. I, mean, I can see loads of people in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to do a few hellos just before we sort of come back uh, back around to the game. So hello to Paul and Andy. We've got Daniel there. Wendy, uh, Tim asked you to put the kettle on. We've got birthday boy John watching as well. It's also my brother Phil's uh, birthday as well. So, Phil, if you're watching, uh, we've got uh, a couple from... Um, 
is it County Mayo as well mm-hmm. as someone out in Arizona as well that's Duncan happy new season all Duncan listening in from the Grand Canyon Arizona pretty amazing and John Lyons as well um, right so let's go on uh, so Stephen Isle says that uh, Guata could have done better with the goal what what, uh, what do we think about that I know there's some goalkeeping uh, prowess in your family Mr Lyons <laughs> well, that was that was a loaded question. I'll never give my brother credit for anything. Um, uh, I, I think it was a little harsh. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure how long VG is going to be our number one goalkeeper, if I'm honest. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I think it would be a bit harsh to blame him for that. They just wanted it more. They're a taller side. Uh, you know, we are quite a small side still. Uh, and that's the only thing with having Gurhi at the back. Um, your Anderson's going to pick a big man up, but there are about five big men. And, and having lost uh, Czech Chiarte as well, I don't think that's going to change either. So I think that could cause us an issue. I think crosses as a whole, whether it be from a corner or whether in, from open play, I think they are going to cause us big problems this season. Yeah. And so going back to, yeah, to you, Tim, uh, from the perspective of, sorry, Joe, from the first half, there's a couple of comments here. Um, Eze was disappointing in the first half. Um, and also um, uh, there's another question with regards to the first half as well. Um, da, 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 da. Where's it gone? The comments are going so quickly. Um, and what, you know, why didn't we start the game uh, so well, having dominated the second half? Tim, um, over to you. Yes. So, so yeah, the stats for the first half, it, it's quite interesting when you split them down half by half when you see the stats for the whole game. Uh, but first half, uh, basically, we had 45% of the game. Arsenal had 55%. Um, shots, we had three. They had five. Shots on target, uh, one from us, two for Arsenal. Corners, one for us, two for them. Uh, fouls which I don't agree with, but fouls, eight by us and five by us. Yeah, um, well, I mean, 55, 55. Go on, Luce. Oh, sorry. I'll I'll keep it with you, Joe. Sorry. I'm getting all excited. Yes. So the the 45% uh, uh, versus 55. Um, I, I thought that they it looked like it looked a lot worse than that. To be honest with you, I thought they absolutely battered us from every angle. They looked like they they had much much more of a fight. I mean, Jesus when he when he went through. I mean, he was just taking us on at will. Uh, I was convinced that he was just going to get into the area. We were going to kick him. They were going to get a penalty area. Uh, get a penalty, sorry. Um, and I was uh, Martinelli should have scored uh, just before he actually did. Uh, left foot six yards out. Uh, it was a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a shocker. Um, the, the the chance that we had, uh, Tim. Well, let's go let's go to their goal. I immediately commented that I thought it was a, a little bit of a flappy hand by Guaita. I thought he could have done better with that. Um, and then obviously they're one nil up. Edward, uh, the free kick comes in from uh, from Eze. Uh, it's headed back across the area. Fantastic cross, much the same as theirs. And Edward gets a very, very good header. Uh, and their goalkeeper Ramsdale gets gets the uh, the strong hand um, and makes the save. Do you think you should have done better with that, Tim? Um, it, sometimes it's when you're actually at the game and you're watching it, especially when you don't get in the replays. 
you can lose track of it a bit. Having seen photos and like the replay of that chance, I think he did pretty well to get ahead to it. He was ducking down. He was under pressure. Yeah, that was me being deafened by a drunk Australian next to me. Um, but, you know, he did well to get down there. He was under pressure. It was a good header. It was on target. Six inches either side, and it would have been a goal. Um, I, I don't think we can blame him. I mean, Ben Teke would have got no end in it for a start. Um, on VG, on, on the keeper, I said before the season started, I think Button should be on number one. Uh, I just don't really have very much confidence, especially when it comes to crosses. He, he doesn't doesn't command the box well enough for me. He doesn't. He's not strong enough. I mean, he's not the biggest keeper anyway. But I just like to see him be a bit more a bit more forceful. Uh, but their goal, I mean, to my mind, it did smack of Arsenal had a really good preseason where they were together. We had a pre-season half the team the other side of the world. I think for that first 25 minutes, you said, Joe, that I was expecting a cricket score at one point. But I think you could tell that's the difference in the pre-season they had and the one that we had. Well, I'd, I'd like to discuss that. But, but after the game's finished, the point that we had half our squad... 9,000 miles away and, and the other half, you know, uh, over over here. Um, but, E, if you can uh, if you can give us uh, give us your take on the second half, please, mate. Okay, yeah, certainly. I, I, one thing I didn't cover in the first half is pretty much because I didn't see it from the Holmesdale end, is that I understand that there was a potential penalty incident with Gabrielle. Uh, and I know, having read it since, uh, seen the media since, is that... You know, people like Ferdinand and that were suggesting it was a penalty. So maybe, maybe I, you know, I totally get that we were battered for the first 30 minutes. But I think for the rest of the game, as we'll go on to discuss the second half, I don't think we were that far behind them at all. And I think they were probably a little fortunate to get away. So, yeah, so uh, Zaka got, uh, Xhaka, sorry, got booked for diving, as he normally does, um, uh, just before the half time. And I sit right towards the tunnel. And um, he was very vocal towards our fans and had to be pushed into the dressing room uh, for fear of anyone getting their phones out as all the phones started coming out. So he was obviously on a tightrope uh, and they were starting to feel the pressure. So we came back out. Um, and I think overall, let's, let's, let's just say that I think overall we started off a lot better. We were moving the ball a lot quicker than we were. Um, I'd love to know what Vieira said to them. But we were we were holding our own. Um, they had a few fleeting moments, but really, really didn't trouble us uh, much other than the goal. Um, but up until that period, we were camped in their th the, you know the final third out the half line line and the final third, and giving it a good go. Um, I think it was nice to see Eze. Eze was being employed as an almost like a number ten. I know that's what Pierre was trying to employ her as. And I think in the first half, they absolutely starved him of the ball. Um, and the, the few times he did get the ball, uh, he was stifled out. He still looks a yard too slow for me at the minute. Uh, but I think obviously that will come. I mean, the Achilles injury is a horrible injury to have, but it's just good to have him there. I think Vieira is going to have to work a way of getting him on the ball a bit more if we're going to have that formation. Um then you've got, uh, is that someone Chinese turned up or something? Uh, and and then um, 
we uh, we continue to put the pressure in. I think Will put in a lovely ball into Eze, and the whole stand stands up thinking, yes, this is it. And he passed it right into Ramsdale midriff. And Ramsdale must have been, you know, the the most thankful player on the pitch because I think I don't think he could have back passed it softly or accurately enough if he'd have tried. Um, that was a wonderful shot. Uh, and that could quite easily have turned the game. That would have made it one all at a time. Um, there were still a few niggly fouls. Then, obviously, the subs happened. Uh, IU, I, uh, IU, I think, put a lot of work in, but probably deserved to get taken off. Um, and, um, oh, in fact, he didn't go off. Sorry, it was, um, who was it? Uh, oh, it was Eze that went off uh, Ebiowu. Um, and I was hoping to see Ebiowu on uh, a bit sooner. Uh, if you'd like, because I think he only went on with about five minutes to go. And seeing as that we hold him in such high regard already, I would love to have given him uh, a sniff. But I, what, what I will say is that five minutes that he was on for, I think he's probably proved uh, that he should be starting. Um, and it's like what was, uh, and, and also Winter Kore, who I think had a, a really solid game. You can tell that he's just, um, he's just, it, uh, so, so trained to play that position. He just rotates around it in a circle. Doesn't do much flashy, gets the ball, shifts it, finds a man. He gets the ball, shifts it, finds a man. He went off, obviously, he was struggling. Uh, I think it was around the 74th, 75th minute. He was struggling with the pace of the game. And as we've seen subsequently, because obviously that was the first game subsequently in a lot of games, a lot of, a lot of players have been struggling with coming back, etc., etc. Certainly in this heat. Um, and then Luca came on and I, we just think, oh, my God, you know, what's he going to do? But fair play to Luca, you know, and I've always been, we've always been on, on this uh, stream, you know, able to hold our hands up and say, look, fair play. If we've been digging someone out and if they've done well, they've done well. I thought he's looked the sharpest in that 15 minutes or so than he did the entire of last season. He actually looked really good. And I'm hoping that's that's uh, the sign of things to come. In that we players are now playing for their places. They know they just can't coast in this squad, um, and I, hopefully that is the case. So he, yeah, he did really well when he came on. Mateta when he came on from Edu Edu for Edward, I would love. I, I think Edward is the best striker we've got in the club. He always gets the ball in close to feet. Always manages to get a shot off. Unfortunately, I don't think he's a lone striker. He has to play off of someone, which is maybe why Vieira uh, is talking about a number 10 and a playmaker just to play him in. Mateta, on the other hand, has already shown his worth. He's a bit of a bully. And he actually gave Saliba and uh, Gabriel a tough ride for, for the 30 minutes he was on. Um, and long may it continue. So I think with the squad, we've got options. And again, I think that's such a good thing uh, to see. Uh, and then obviously towards the end, Saka gets down the right-hand side, puts in what I thought at the, at the time was a fantastic shot on goal. Again, you didn't see it from the homes now that it was actually a deflection from Gay. Whether or not there's anything he could have done about it, it was going into the, the into the box. It was going wide. Gurhi wasn't to know that. Um, and I just think it flattered them, that second goal, for sure. Uh, their fans, to be fair, their fans were really loud when they sung, but they only sung a couple of times. Um, 
uh, and then and then probably for a prolonged period after they scored the second goal, um, and that was probably uh, that probably more than they deserved. I think two one, maybe even a draw had as they put it in would have been a fair result at the end of the day. But after the first thirty minutes, it was oh my god, where's this season going to go? By the end of full time, I'm quite confident. Yeah, I agree. Yes, a, a, a very good take on on the second. I'm going to come to you for the stats in a in a, in a second. Um, okay, so we'll have the stats going in, Tim, for the second half. Um, yeah. So 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 basically, second half. You got the stats up there, but it just shows second half possession. Palace sixty seven percent. Arsenal thirty three. Uh, shots, Palace 7, Arsenal 5. Uh, it's got down here, shots on target 1, Arsenal 0, but I'm guessing own goal doesn't count. Corners, Palace 2, Arsenal 3, fouls 8-6. to six. Um, So those are the stats. Just going back, I just wanted to bring up Ayu because I, I am definitely now in camp gel when it comes to Ayu. Um, I've seen quite a bit of him now. And it's really interesting because there was two comments in the chat, literally about three apart, where you had um, Andrew Adams saying he thought Ayu had a good game, and I, I'm sorry, I, I missed who it was, saying, why is Ayu getting all this praise? Now, I'm in that camp because I'm, I would never question his commitment, the effort he puts in, but his end product for a Premier League player getting paid what he gets, the number of times he could have got crosses in, the number of times he could have played a better ball, but he didn't. And it happens game in, game out. And unfortunately, too many people give him too much, um, what's the word, too much leeway. But, oh, he tries hard, he puts a lot of effort in, he does a lot of running, he gets a lot of free kicks. Big deal. We're at Shawley as a club, 10th year in the Premier League. We should now be expecting better quality and we shouldn't be happy up with a player who's basically an average championship player, still taking a... I mean, like Ian said, it won't be when you came on and came off five or six minutes, it did more and showed more attacking intent and more purpose than I did in the previous 80 minutes or whatever. So um, I don't think IU should start again. Um, we got Iwobi, we've got other players. I just think the time has come that he is now to play Yeah, I mean, listen, I know we can go... It's the first game of the season. I'm not going to start baiting everyone about IU. I don't need to. But what I will say is his best run in the entire game was when he picked the ball up on the right-hand side and he ran sideways right over to the other side of the pitch. And then he turned around and he started coming back the other way. But they put three players around him and he passed it backwards. I'm just saying. Anyway, listen, I want to go back to some points about, about what he uncovered. Um, and it will come to you, Luce, because I know I can see the chat is flying through. So just really quickly, the ball for Wolf to say where he should have scored was, you know, and, and it, I've looked at it two or three times a day. It was a decent, you know, he hit well. He bred himself. He comes out. He's a very good keeper, Ramsdale. He knows what to do. Made himself big. Um, as a went low and straight when he should have just opened his body up. Um, a bit like Harland did today against uh, West Ham. And I think Eze is probably on 60 a week and Harland's on 500, which is why Eze never scored and Harland did. Anyway, um, the the second point, uh, very, very valid point, again, about Luca. Um, I, 
he has played very well when he played in Australia. I thought he played all right. And what we have to remember is he had an absolute nightmare last year because, you know, he did lose his dad and it's obviously, it, it, it must, it affected him. He did say it affected him big time. And I think something like that, you just don't get over it. You can't just be a professional sportsman one day and then just go back home and then start crying because if your parents or family members passed away, it is, it is you know, shockingly, uh, it, it can affect people um, terribly. And, and I think that's exactly what happened. Um, I think, I think he's getting back to his best. And the other thing as well now, now he is getting, you know, now he is trying to move on because you have to move on. Otherwise, it will just destroy him. Is that he has now got competition um, for his place, uh, which, is, which is competition is, is always is always good. Um, and then, and the goal, um, I know you said it, it, it flattered, the, the second goal flattered him and it did flatter him as well. It nearly flattened my, uh, my remote control. Because as soon as that second goal went in, I was sitting outside where I am now, and I launched it at the fence, and I do not know how it's never smashed. I don't know. Um, and I'll be totally honest with you, I never saw it. Whatever minute they scored, that was the end for me. I never watched anything after that. So you say whatever, and I'll have to take your finger for it. Anyway, loose in the chat. Okay, so... Um, lots of comments on AU, but let's sort of put AU over there. We, we've, we've done him now. Um, there's, it's also coming back and people mentioning, um, sort of give Anderson a mention as well. And, and sort of uh, Mr. Lyons, I'm sure that we can come to you with regards to that sh shortly. Um, George uh, Wagru, yeah, Eduardo, sorry, Eduard uh, needs service. Uh, and I believe uh, someone else says that at, at Celtic, he sort of played uh, as, as two up front as well. Yeah, that's Andrew Adams. Thanks, Andrew. Um, also, um, uh, where have we got? We've got here uh, Rob Donovan. Second goal came from AU attacking in that area instead of shooting. Turned back on himself and he lost the ball and he scored. Um, so moving on um, again, Mark Corbett agrees. Anderson was great. Uh, Joan Wells, we need a, ha a Haaland or a Nunes. Absolutely, what we, I'm pretty sure we'd like uh, a Haaland unit at, at Palace. Um, also, uh, Gary Clark says, you know, absolute quality from welfare. Um, and I think uh, that Nigel put the comment on the screen saying, uh, Tim, my friend, review the game again and check the player ratings. Never the worst player by far. Don't be a follower for me, Malcolm starts, but let's not get into just slating AU. Okay, let's move on. Uh, so, uh, Simon Pronger, Anderson's passing. Double thumbs up, uh, and I'm going to look at Ian uh, to discuss Anderson and Tim. Okay, yeah. Well, firstly, I'm surprised Tim's got a friend, um, and secondly, uh, yeah, and I've got to say, Anderson was quality. How I could have missed that? Uh, uh, it was the thing is when when you got someone that good, you're just used to them hitting sixty yard balls, aren't you? Onto onto a penny. It's the fact that when they go to IU or Wilf and it goes straight out of touch or you know, or get we get turnover. That's the it, it's it disguises that very quality. But yes, hands down, Anderson was fantastic. I also agree with Rob about how their second goal came about. We won't go into that, but clearly you put it on there, Rob. Well done, because we were screaming that at the time. And thirdly, as Mr. Noble, whose seat I'm keeping warm, I won't tell you how I'm keeping it warm, but I'm keeping it warm. Um he quite rightly put out there about the xg you know this famous formula and our xg was something like 1.3 or 1.4 goals expected in the game and theirs was less than one so work that one out 
but yeah no i hold my hands up regarding anderson yeah i should have mentioned it sorry just just on anderson um i saw a very interesting quote from jamie carragher today uh where he was when he was commenting on the game and he said beginning or during the first half he said um I liken Anderson to Kuman, and I thought, oh, am I overreacting? He said, by the end of the game, no, I'm not. That is enough to say the quality that we've got in Anderson. I think Sky, they uh, they, they put some stats up about Anderson uh, and his passing, and he is, well, I think he was first. Um, I mean, he, he really... He really is a baller, but we knew that anyway. And it, it obviously takes Sky three to four months to to catch up with with sets when it doesn't involve uh, the top five or six. Um, but anyway, um, you see, let's go back into the chat, and uh, I can see Simon Promise turning around and saying about uh, Anderson's passing. He's he's uh, thumbs up, thumbs up. So, uh, but yeah. Yeah, lot, lots of uh, sort of comments and support. They've got another one there from George uh, saying, yeah, Addison was pinging balls all over. Uh, and also just, uh, again, agreeing with you, Joe, saying about how, you know, with Luca's family loss, it, it, you know, it does affect people on it. And, you know, we, we shouldn't expect that it wouldn't for, for our players as well. Uh, Stephen Isles uh, thought Schluppi um, was out of sorts on Friday. Um, any comment on that from the team? Yes, yes, I, I, uh, I, th I thought much the same, but, but again, it, I, I was, you know, and, and because a couple of you guys have, have mentioned about about oh, I didn't want to make this the first game, you know, smashing up the team as as, as such, but um, I mean, he's you, you get one or two things with Jeff Schlup. You get, I don't think he knows what he's doing. He just reminds me. Um, I'm trying to think of, of, of like a young will, you know, he just gets the ball. And you, you, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to whatever he's going to do. He's either very good or uh, or very bad. But uh, yeah, I didn't think he was was fantastic. Tim, um, I like Jeffrey Schlupp. Um, I, I I just think he he gives us something a bit more. He's quite versatile. Uh, I don't think he had his best game probably Friday, but I don't know what role he was asked to do by Vieira. I don't know if he was asked to help Decorey to hang back and be more defensive side. Um, I love seeing him run forward because he's so strong. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't think he was at his best Friday. But like I said, Arsenal first game of the season. Um, by the end of the game, a lot more positive than after 25 minutes. How we came back into the game was brilliant, I thought. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's a difficult one with him, I think. Ian. Yeah, Andrew, I'll answer that quickly. How the entry how was the entry into the ground? It was fine. Absolutely fine. I didn't have a problem with it. I know a couple of people did, but I think we get that every year. So I, I don't know uh, if you heard any different, but, but yeah, it was absolutely fine. Um with regards to uh, quickly going back to Anderson, yeah, he was he was fantastic. But what do you think? Do you think he's going to be with us in the next couple of seasons? But the only reason I ask that, and I'm wondering whether or not the club are already thinking about it, is we've signed and we've been chasing a number of young centre-backs lately. 
uh, not only for cover, but you know, it, I'm, I'm just you know because you've got uh, Chris what's his face we bought from uh, Bayern Chris. Munich. Yeah, thanks. Chris so, Richards. Um, yeah, we bought him from Bayern Munich, but also we bought a couple of 18 and 19 year old ones. You've got Jake O'Brien who's, who's likely to go out on loan. Um, I think I think there's a it's I think it's actually quite positive to see that um, we've got a bit of succession planning. Hopefully, uh, there knowing that that's probably going to be the model. I mean, look, if those who shall be named on the south coast can sell sideshow Bob for sixty three million when Man City picked up Harlem for fifty million, there are obviously people's pockets you can pick out there. Uh, Chelsea being one of them, certainly. Um, so I've no doubt that in a couple of seasons we'll see transition. But I just wonder what you thought about our transfer, uh, the transfers that have come in. I, I don't know if Joel's right up, but um, I'm quite with it. I, I think, like you said, going for young players. Uh, looking for cover, trying to sort of have a, a way forward rather than, oh, shoot, we've now got a really old squad, we've got to start buying players. But I think what Friday does show even more is we've got the same problem we've had since Andy Johnson and one or two others where we don't have a goal scorer. Again, on Friday, that's what cost us the game. We don't have a player that reliably will put the ball in the net often enough. And I think that was the difference on Friday. I, I think um, when Edward gets his game together, I think he, he, I think he'll, I think he'll get his. I really do. I think he'll get 15, 16 goals for us this season. Um, John Knox has made a very interesting. Sorry, Luce, uh, but he says this is going to annoy a lot of people because I have banged on about this for years. Do you think he is that, that uh, he's thinking about three at the back? I think possibly overload the midfield i think the premier league is 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 all powerful um and whether you have three or four defenders against the likes of harland because that's who we should be you know basing everything on now he's um then I, it doesn't matter whether we have three or four so um i i, I would definitely like to see that we could change to a to a a, a back three um hey what do you think well, you and I have spoken on this very, very stream years and years. That's why I asked you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you, yeah, you, you gave it. See, look, I'm like Eze, I will put an open goal away, mate. Um, it, yeah, I def, without a doubt. And, you know, and I think that's part of my um, reasoning behind the centre-backs as well, because Richards can play anywhere across the back. And I think with the, the, the attacking talent we have, you have to have them further forward. Um, but I think it's only then will a number 10 work for us uh, because at the minute they're just isolated because Wilf won't hold on to the ball, IU won't hold on to the ball um, uh, long enough to feed it in. Um, or if we persist with it, they'll have to do that a lot more than they actually are. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, another ghost from the past as well, Joe, and I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it yet, your mate Mitrovic, you know, uh, what are oh, your thoughts on it? You know, so my, my nephew's a Fulham supporter, and I have said for absolute ages, 
we should we should sign him. He is. He just is he, as good as Benteke in the air. He is as good as anybody that we've got with the ball at his feet. He does. You don't have to be quick. You literally don't have to be quick to be clever. For me, he is Glenn Murray clever. And Murray never had any pace, but he would score goals everywhere. Glenn Murray went, he scored goals. And Mitrovic, I mean, scored another two yesterday on back of on the back of an absolute record-breaking season. And let's be honest, I don't care what anybody said. Premier League back to the to the Championship. If you're scoring thirty or forty odd goals at any single professional league, you are a um, and and I thought you know he is amazing, and it wouldn't surprise me if quite literally it isn't. But we we should be we should have been looking at, at, at someone like him um, for you know, and he's still I still don't think he's he's that old. But uh, anyway, loose. Um, I just in there, Mike. So, Luce, what do you think? Okay, so uh, if we go to Kevin Benson, um, so thank you for joining us all the way over in New Zealand. And he's saying, can we afford a new striker now that Benteke is gone? Uh, well, you know, we need to sign a, a poacher. Um, and there's there's quite a few comments uh, sort of alluding to the fact that we need uh, a striker who can score. Uh, so, what do we think? What do we think? A about Tekka's going, and you know, is that how's that going to affect our finances? Well, let me just take that about. Well, let me take it first, and then you can take it. Oh, you can go off, and then, and then, and and also, you know, Tim, Tim, you can have a shout about it as well. So he's gone to join Wayne Rooney out at DC United. Um, for me, let's just say that he had taken a wage cut from what was a very large wage down to a hundred grand a week. Let's just say that. So we are five odd million quid better off a year. I mean, that that should enable us to. To be in, you know, you got to be able to put that towards something, surely. Um, but anyway, go on, Ian. Yeah, I, well, I, I think I've already covered. I don't think we need any more strikers. We got strikers. The problem is, and this, you know, for people that remember me a few years back on here, it's the same old rant. We don't give them the service. And when Benteke scored 15 goals, it's because Wolf was on one side. You had Yalla on the other side and they were shoving crosses in. You know, it's not bright, it's not, uh, you know, uh, rocket science. That's what I was saying, I think, earlier. I think in Edward, we've got a cracking striker. He can't play up front in his own. And I think that we have to sort the other elements of the side out to then give the forwards we've got the support they need to prove their worth. We can't judge any of our strikers until they're missing chance after chance after chance and they're not even getting chance after chance after chance the type of strikers that everyone would want a harland or whatever you know who can drop deep get the ball then run with it and beat players off they're way out of our league so we have to move further up the pitch this is probably why you know joe that um it is potentially going to go three at the back as I said, to put the attacking five further up and then play in the opponent's half. Um, so, no, I don't think we need another strike yet. We've got Luke Plange, we bought as a kid, who's an option. Uh, let's see what we've got before, you know, condemning them. Tim. So, on Benteke, I think what sums it up is when you talk about him and you think 
the best thing he does for us is to help defend corners, and he's a striker. So I don't think he's that. It's about time he went. And I wish him all the best. Lovely bloke. But you look at his record for us. Any other profession, you have someone on that kind of strike rate or that that positive note, he wouldn't be in a job for long. So yeah, I'm not that bothered about seeing him. I agree with Ian, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, he's right. It's not so much about the strikers. You need to feed them. You need to get the ball across. You need to have wingers who can run up and actually cross the ball and give them chances, not play the ball backwards. And much respect to Kevin in New Zealand. It's very early. Well done, sir. Well, Tim, you said you don't agree with Ian much, and uh, and I certainly don't agree with Andrew Adams much of the time. Um, but but basically, he's saying that Benteke leaving for Benteke is going to be good for him, and it's also going to be good for us um, when it comes to the, you know the wage reduction with the club. So so there you go, Andrew. It's, it's something in you to to, to, to move forward. Um, Loose a bit more in the chat. Yeah, so uh, there's, there's quite a few comments with regards to uh, Aaron Wampasaka. What do we think about that? Let me just sort of uh, sort of frame it a little bit better. Um, I think, uh, so this is uh, Evan Pronger, uh, I think Palace should sign Aaron Wan or uh, Max Aarons to take on that sort of uh, right-back spot. Also, uh, Paul Glance, hello, it's good to see you dialing in as well. Uh, Simon Pronger, do you think Aaron Wampasaka will come back to the club? Klein is good, but he's 31. John Knox, do you think we still need to go for Aaron Wampasaka? I think there was uh, Andrew Adams says Washington Post and ESPN says yes, but not disclosed. What do we think about Aaron Wampasaka? Oh, blimey. I, I see um, that, that Paul Glance has turned around and said, uh, I forgot this mob was on a Sunday. So drink does for you, Paul. Um, Tim. Well, it's funny, actually. This goes back to a conversation I heard outside London Bridge on a train two months ago about Aaron Wambazaka being sold by United and coming to a London club. And they laughed at me. Well, it may be right. Do I think it's good? I'd like to see him back. At the end of the day, he's a good defender. It didn't work out for him at United, but it didn't work out for Wilk at United. Um, I think he's still young enough. He's still got Palace in his heart. He's a South London boy, and we can make him into a great defender again, um, depending on how much it is, what the you know the deal is. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. No, 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 no. No, no, I know. Um, Andrew Adams says, uh, lol, Joe, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, Andrew. Um, Paul Bristow said uh, uh, the Blassi left a month before Venseki arrived, so he wasn't delivering crosses for him. Um, but, yeah, I was going back to the, the, the Aaron Bissaka, I think because he's on a contract to Man United, we could cover maybe a third of his wages or whatever you know it, it, a loan deal would be um i doubt it would happen now more likely in january when you know if he just really doesn't get picked to play in the man united side i know they have been told there's a few players that have been told that you know they've basically got to go um but it's just whether he wants to sit on whatever wages he wants um you know, if he if, if he if he wants to play football, whether he just wants to earn a load of money and just rot in the reserves. But it would be a shame because you know at the moment we've got thirty and thirty-one year old right backs, and uh, and Ferguson doesn't look like he's going to be anywhere near 
you know, what, what, I don't know what's happening with Ferguson, Nathan Ferguson, unfortunately. So, but um, yeah, listen, I'm not going to say we wouldn't take him back because I think he would discover a little bit of form back with us. Um, and it wouldn't be like we don't need him because, you know, that would just be plain stupid because we, we would we would need someone of his ability, um, even just going back to Eric played when he played for us and he must have improved since then. So, Tim, what do you think on uh, Aaron coming back? When you've unmuted yourself. Good old technology, this Sunday. Um, no, like I just said, I, I know Ian says no. Um, I, I kind of interested to know his logic. Because like you said, Jill, all right, that's quite getting on a bit. Saka's young. So I, I don't, you know, if the deal's right, I think he'd be great for it. But I don't see a problem with it. Do you want to hear my logic then? Mm, all right. Okay, well, for a start, he's gone backwards since he's gone to Man United. Secondly, he's on ridiculous wages at Man United. Third, he'll cost more than he's actually worth, um, you know, even if it's 10, 15 million. Um, they still owe us part of the fee anyway, don't they? So how does that work? Um and we've got Chris Richards. Let's move on. Stop going back to old players. I don't understand this fascination of us going back to ex-players. We did well to get the money for him at the time. Um, so, you know, we've got, we've got a £20 million academy now. Uh, goodbye. You know, uh, I think in in the current defenders we've got, okay, I, you know, client surprised me. He's worth the, he's worth the contract and is a solid pro. Um, and he cost us nothing to come back. So, you know, AWB's, there's a reason why no one's buying, going in for him because he's not actually as good as we think he is. He's certainly not as good as when he left us, put it that way. Well, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure we're, I mean, the side of it, there's, there's always there's the, the, the loan system. You don't pay, very rarely do you pay all the wages from a player that's looking, you know, that the club or the other club are looking to shift away. So he's on a contract. And like I say, if he costs us 30 grand a week, he's worth 30 grand a week. Um, but anyway, Luce, what else have we got in the, uh, in the chat? Oh, there's, there's quite a few people agreeing with, uh, with Ian. Um, and also disagreeing, we've got um, uh, Tom Clark, Samuel. Again, Tom, thank you for everything you do in the background. We've got enough right back scoring goals is our problem. Tom Williams saying, nah, I disagree. I can see uh, Aaron Wambasaka in red and blue again. Um, and also uh, Daniel Garlic, Aaron Wambasaka could be uh, at our benefit if the deal is right. Um, Andrew Adams, well said. Uh, Ian, someone talking sense uh, with regards to Aaron Wampasaka. So there's plenty of uh, of discussion going on there. Um, back to you, Joe. Well, I mean, we were never. This is never going to be a, a long show. Go on, Tim. Uh, I would just say that Andrew Adams has been very drunk, and that's why it sounds like Ian's making sense. Um, unless someone's got uh, got something very, very sensible uh, in the chat that we need to discuss, I reckon that we are pretty much done. Uh, I know our next game, so we were... I'll come to you in a second, eh? 
Um, we were first game of the season uh, on Sky. Um, and we are now going to be the first Monday night uh, versus Liverpool. Um, how does the chat think that we are going to... There we go. There's the, the games for the foreseeable. Um, add a, add a, where do people see us in, in a month's time? Um, I, I looked at the, the start of the season and thought that we would be in the bottom five uh, uh, after the first four or five games. Um, I don't see that changing. Uh, the only thing is, I think we just need other teams to just to just be worse than us while we did deal. Um, I'd see what I do want to discuss, which which only came to only came to light. Oh, sorry, I'll come I will come to you in a second. Was when half our team were nine thousand miles away that the actual reason uh, that, that that the other half was still in London and that was because I'm pretty sure that we would have covered this had we known that a lot of our top players weren't vaccinated, um, which yeah. is why they couldn't travel. Um, for me, that's a surprise because they were in a bubble, you know, the, the, the bubble last season, a bubble that you or I couldn't become part of, that was consistently broken by outsiders uh, bringing COVID to our to our players. Um, I'm 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 very I'm very concerned that, uh, that that we have that amount of players. One or two, fair enough. You can have beliefs and you can be anti-drugs and you can be this that, and the other. But I think there was seven, and that's quite disturbing. Um, but yeah, I'd like I'd like to uh, I'd like to hear what um, what you guys in in the chat think about that, um, Ian. I have to say, I wasn't surprised. I think it was obvious from the players that were held back as to why that would have been the case. And um, yeah, and really, what is there you can do about it? And maybe the question should be, why has the club accepted friendlies down there? You know, knowing knowing the uh, the entry uh, regime, you know, based on Djokovic, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and have we paid the price for that? Moving on to the games, um, I said uh, clear. I think I saw that they someone did uh, some research when the fixtures came out, and our first seven games that are statistically based on the previous season's finishing places uh, is the hardest opening run of any team in the Premier League history. So that's what yeah. we're coming up against. You know, this is what we're coming up against. And so I think if we get four points out of those games, I will be ecstatic. What I'm concerned about is the, not the, the psychological effect they may have on the squad because it's okay um, winning a game, losing a game, drawing a game, drawing a game, winning a game, you know, because it's up and down. If you go loss, 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 draw, loss, loss, then... That's gonna that's gonna be habit forming and and everything else. So it's gonna be interesting, but I think we'll be okay. I you know I saw enough yesterday after forty five minutes of the squad actually playing together. What looked like the first time in the, in in a couple of months on a the pitch. There there are promising signs there, and we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I'll come to you in a second, Tim. Um, Lee Lookwood said it's a personal choice, Jill, and 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 it is a personal choice. And let me say that 
only because I know the ingredients of, of the injections and stuff. I probably wouldn't have had them either, but I wanted to go on holiday in March, and that's why I had enough injections to go on holiday. Um, again, it's a personal choice, but the thing is, all along, our club was told that all our players were in a bubble, and and now we know that you know that there were multiple players that 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 just weren't. You know, these they players they get millions and millions of pounds. Maybe still with all the millions of pounds that the club play them, that they that they uh, that they still get to use that personal choice. But um, anyway, Tim. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, we had to be vaccinated in New Zealand uh, to come back. So, I mean, it, it is personal choice. It's I don't know what to say on it really. I mean, there's not what you can say. It's, you, it's not arbitrary to have the um, vaccination. So, yeah, I mean, what can you say? There's, there's not really much we can say on it. It's well, there you go. Anyway, before this before this turns into uh, into a, a personal choice or a slanging match between players did players that didn't fans believe that they can and fans believe that they can't we will uh we will end it there um just very quickly john knox said it's the brighton match they'll be playing on saturday at 3 p.m as i said they were uh, as i said but all the games are on tv already um i believe that all the games up until brighton are now they can't be changed from what i understand so anyway liverpool away uh very very quickly next 20 seconds as you think we're going to get on Lucy in the chat, Lucy. So uh, just before we, um, but so please do put your predictions in the in the in the chat there. Um, but just before that, I just wanted to just put out a quick reminder. Don't forget, you can join the Super Six League, and the code is GVN three. NY, and there's also uh, the Fancy Football League as well. So the code for that is H HVK eight. S8, but just have a look on all the socials. We've advertised it there, but come and join in. It's just for fun. There's no money involved. So um, just sort of come and join in and, and just sort of uh, be with your friends with that one. Um, so some of the scores coming in, Rob Cranfield won all. Joan Wells, hello, Joan, says uh, a loss. John Knox, two all. Uh, George, 3-1 to Liverpool. Tom, uh, two all. Uh, Stephen Isles, I think it'll be a loss. Paul McNamara, uh, OB, 3-1 uh, to the Scousers. Paul Glance, I'll be up in Scouseland, win 2-4. Loving the optimism there. Um, uh, Tom Clark Samuel thinks Edward and Anderson, I guess that's the score. Uh, Daniel Garlic, 2-1 Palace. Andy Stacey, 2-all. I can't see us winning, so I'm going to go for a 2-all draw. Ian? Uh, I can't see any, can't see past Liverpool, um, especially after Fulham put them to the sword uh, and should have won. The only thing I would say is we need to learn from the way that Fulham played against Liverpool. If we do that, we might have half a chance. But other than that, I can't see anything other than a, a 3-0 um, Liverpool win. Well, we would have had our spies at that game because that's that's exactly what one of my friends used to do for Liverpool Football Club. The, the, the games that are coming up before, so watch the opponents. Um, I think we will lose 2-0. Tim, how do you think we're going to get on? Again, I'm going to agree with Ian. This is shocking. Three nil to Liverpool. Right. <laughs> well, on that uh, terrifying, on those stats, um, 
Yes, yeah, it's terrible when you two start agreeing with each other. Um, listen, thanks everyone for uh, for tuning in tonight. Uh, you will be in the capable hands of Ian Noble. He'll be in the hot seat making a, 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 a meal of what I've been doing tonight. I'd just like to thank you, uh, like again, for all tuning in. We've managed to get through the first game of the season uh, and a few other little bits and pieces, and it's taken an hour. We won't take any of your time. So uh, from all of us at the Red and Blue Review, it's time to say good night. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night. See you, everyone.